What is up, everyone? Welcome back to The Awakened Catholic Show. I am your host, Nick Delatore, and today I have a really cool guest with me. Her name is Lauren Laboda, and she is here to talk about her organization, CrisisPregnancySupport.com. Really, really great stuff that they're doing. We're going to get into what it's like to be a life coach, um, and all of that is coming up right after this. Welcome to the Awakened Catholic Show, everyone. This is not your grandmother's Catholic talk show, unless she's a really, really cool grandmother. Lauren, welcome to the show. It is great to have you here. How are you? Thank you. I'm great. Thanks yeah. for having me. Oh, awesome. Glad to hear that you're great. Glad to have you here. You and your your handsome husband, Mark, who's off screen here, <laughs> off camera. Um, and uh, you guys made a drive to come out here to our studios. Always love having people here in person. Yeah. Um, and this is actually the first episode of the Awakened Catholic Show to be produced in our new space. Even though this is our temporary setup, this is our new space. It's massive and we're in the middle of renovating it. But, um, you know, you are the first guest on, uh, that I have on the show wow. in this space. I'm honored. You should be. It's a real honor for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Today we're talking about your ministry of crisispregnancysupport.com. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really uh, the little bit you were sharing with me before we started recording. I'm really excited to get into it. Almost as excited as I am to get into this episode's sponsor, catholicmerch.store. Thank you for sponsoring this episode of The Awakened Catholic Show. Uh, catholicmerch.store is your one-stop shop to get the coolest completely original Catholic merch. Uh, really, every design is completely unique. You won't find it anywhere else. And also thank you, catholicmerch.store, for all of your proceeds supporting Awaken Catholics Ministries. Now, Lauren, let's talk about you. So, mm -hmm. so crisispregnancysupport.com, mm -hmm. um, you started it, yes? Correct. Okay. Now, before we get into crisispregnancysupport.com, I want to learn more about you, what it is about your story, your journey that that inspired you, that that led you towards creating this organization. So, um, talk to us about the beginning of of Lauren. Wow, where should I begin? <laughs> the beginning. <laughs> um, okay, sure. So, I am a life coach. Um, that is my job, and I'm was certified uh, last year, summer of 2021. Um, I hadn't heard about life coaching uh, before 2020. Um, it was then pretty much during the lockdown when everyone was on Zoom that a woman I was following, a Sterling Jakewith is her name. She has a Catholic podcast for moms. For quite a few years, five years, I was listening to her podcast and she mentioned she was starting a life coaching group for Catholic moms. Hmm. It was going to be a group course uh, all on Zoom. And uh, she's out in Idaho and I've never met her yet uh, in person. And so I said, well, I really like everything she has to say. Why don't I check it out? I'm not really sure what life coaching is. Mm -hmm. um, and she has some other Catholic moms on there that are certified coaches. And I started learning about mindset management, which at first you might think is a little woo or new agey. Well, I mean, the the term life coach sounds a little woo. <laughs> and, and I mean, there there just is a stigma out there. And I'm really, really excited to have you on the show because mm -hmm. I, I think that we need to crush those. Like people mm -hmm. need coaching. A lot of people will say you should go to marriage counseling before you need counseling. Well, that's kind of, I think, some of the premise here is that like people need coaching when not just when there's a disaster happening. Like mm -hmm. people need help 
um, mentorship. People mm-hmm. need guidance in, in processing things. And sure. um, it isn't all about, you know, you know, buy my assortment of original tea. And, you know, like I, I think that there are those types of life coaches that are exploiting mm-hmm. um, people. But but I don't think that that is necessarily what it is to be a life coach. I think that that can be a really healthy, helpful thing. So share with us from your perspective, you know, you were getting, you were being invited into this group. You didn't know what life coaching was. What was your sense of it at the time? Sure. So when I started the group, um, I knew that she was going to be talking about my thoughts or just moms in general, women, like what our thoughts are doing. If they're negative thoughts, if we're criticizing ourselves and our thoughts, if we're thinking negatively about our life, Mm. whether it's husband, kids, work, or just day-to-day stuff, how that affects us. So I could work with that. And and I knew her. I mean, she'd been doing a a podcast and she's also a speaker and an author, but I knew she was uh, Orthodox Catholic. So I I knew she wasn't going to do any weird thing that I didn't agree with. And when I started it, um, you know, she'd start with prayer when we had the life coaching meetings and um, any courses she had, like videos that you could log into and watch were all in line with the church. So if it was helping you to be a better mom, better wife, there are, you know, along with the liturgical season she had uh, in Lent, like how to declutter hmm. um, uh, towards Valentine's Day, you know, how to love your husband more challenge. So also um, how to stop yelling at your kids. Right. And so my my kids encouraged me on that because they wanted to know, why are you all of a sudden on your phone more? What are you doing on this Zoom? Mm. And I said, well, this lady's helping me to kind of think about what I'm thinking. And they're like, what? What does that even mean? You know, I said, well, like to stop and to think about my thoughts and how my thoughts are creating my feelings. And so mindset coaching Uh, take the Catholic side out of it is just what's going on in your mind. Yeah. And like anything in life, like any area of life, you can make it woo and, you know, you could make it new agey. I mean, you could do that in psychology or counseling or it's easier to do in those fields where we're talking about the mind Mm -hmm. and the emotions. And so it's easier to bring that spirituality in, but you can make candles and clothing, you know, new agey. So people say that I say, well, you can also make anything Catholic, but, um, you don't have to have the faith component in it. I'll say, you know, I've had clients who are not necessarily practicing Catholics or who are even Jewish or other faiths. Hmm. But I say to Catholics when I'm talking about it, well, we know that anything that's beautiful and true is Catholic or, you know, anything with reason, you know, it's faith and reason. So anything yeah. that's reasonable or common sense or good logic is Catholic, but we maybe not say it, we're talking about Catholic theology. Mm-hmm. So... There, that's a little bit of of what I got exposed to in that group program, but I knew right away, like two weeks in, I'm going to be a life coach. I just because mm. I was like game changer. Okay, wait, but talk to yeah. me. Like, so you're you're going through some of these practices. Your kids are noticing, and you're explaining it that that you're getting help thinking about what you think, or, or how did you word that? Yeah, thinking about my thinking. Thinking about and your thinking. And then also, you know, realizing that my thoughts are creating my feelings. And most people act on their feelings. So yeah. if you feel stressed, overwhelmed, out of control, mm-hmm. you're going to act by yelling mm-hmm. or checking out and just like hiding in the bathroom and yeah. looking at Instagram. Or you're going to, you know, like the fee- the freeze or, fl- or, fl- or flight, right? Yeah. So, um, so, so, so for the first couple of weeks, what were the things you started to notice were happening differently for you? Um, I, well, I don't, I'd, I'd like to think that I changed that quick. No, it took quite a few months for my behavior to change, but I just noticed that 
what she's saying is true and what okay. she's saying could help me. Okay. Um, we would have to ask Mark because <laughs> it's hard for me to. <laughs> it's hard for me to say. You know, you. I mean, I was being more introspective sure. and working on changing, like we always are, especially you know for those of us living out our faith. Like you know, we go to confession and we try to follow what we said we were going to do or the priest advised. But um, it's hard for me to say how much it changed. I would ask my kids every once in a while and my, my oldest, she's a teenager. She said, you know, what I like is that you actually follow through on things. Like you Mm. would say, we're not going to eat this way, or we're not going to go here anymore. You know, things are going to change. We're going to get up earlier. And then you never really do it. And she goes, you're actually doing those things. So, um, the younger kids were like, you're not yelling as much. And so, I don't know, I'm not a yeller, but I just would kind of lose it because I just felt, okay, so Mark should be on. <laughs> we need what I think and then the truth. Um, how I see myself and how it really was. Um, every once in a while, the kids would be like, you need to go back on because that lady isn't helping you. Oh, Stop gosh. Yelling. But um, that was kind of how I explained it to them mm-hmm. and how I sold it to myself. Like I have to pay for this. So what am I going to get out of it? I'm going to be calmer with the kids. Mm. That's what I wanted. I, I, I think I'm quite calm and, and kind of like a low key person, but we have eight kids. That's a few. <laughs> you got, you got a handful there. And you know, it's a lot of pregnancies, a lot of oh yeah sleepless nights, a lot of nursing, a lot of all that. And then now, like I said, I have a teenager, you know, there's that and there's the toddlers, there's all the things. Which by the way, looking at either of you and both of you together, I would never have guessed that you guys were even old enough to have eight kids. (laughs) One is adopted and one is a set of twins. So okay. Well, that you're cheating a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. No, seriously. Yeah. You both have this, you know, vivacious youthfulness to you. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sorry. What's the question? No, it's okay. <laughs> no, like, so so you're going through it. You're you're experiencing what it is to think about your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, your kids are noticing some changes in you. Mm-hmm. Uh, presumably, Mark is. Uh, oh yeah, he's giving us the nod. Um, and and you're thinking to yourself, the things that I'm learning are so true that I'm 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 buying into this so much that I want to provide this to other people. Is that kind of yes, exactly. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I I mean I can't keep this to myself. I want to share it, even if it's just like telling people, you know, yeah. telling friends and family. But I thought I could totally as long as there's an affiliate link, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I could totally do what they're doing right now, yeah. you know. And and at that time, our kids were home. We kept our kids home because everything was on Zoom, but everything was on Zoom. And so I figured, well, I mean, who knows the future and Mm -hmm. if I can use this to reach people. And yeah, I mean, obviously it doesn't take place of community, but Mm -hmm. you know, we have great friends. We have a great church parish community and in our rosary group. And so I think as long as you do have those relationships, you know, it's, it's like an online course. So it's not, it's not for friends. It's not for um, a community, but yeah, it's the best we can do yeah, yeah. Technology. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So how many years now have you been doing the life coaching? Just a year. Oh, a year. Yeah, just okay. a year. So yeah, I, I've been coached for a couple of years and I've been a coach for a year. Awesome. And you got a certification from, uh, was it Cleveland? Cleveland State okay. yeah, University. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And what did you study at the Ohio State University? <laughs> Thank you for saying it the right way. <laughs> well, it was typed that way I in the bio. I have to always correct, so. correct people. Did you know that's a thing? Oh, I'm very familiar. 
Um, yes. Human development and family science and a specialization wow. in child development. So wow. I really yeah. just want to be a mom and do, and I am. Do a good job of it. Um, yeah. And I'm still staying at home, which is great, but I'm able to do this business, you know, when it works, when Mark's willing to help out. And, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you have always kind of displayed an interest in understanding these things more deeply than mm-hmm. just the face value, the the surface level that most people kind of go into it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing about with parenting. I don't know. You know, it, you, you studied it. You studied life, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people assume that, oh, you have eight kids and, um, you know, you studied human development and, you know, I taught for a few years. You must just like teach people how to be a mom. And I always go back to the mindset piece because that is a part of it. Like sometimes we talk about practical things. A Mm. mom might say like, how do I get my kids to sleep? How do I get my kids to listen? How do I, you know, what do I do in this, you know, marriage situation? And I don't really give advice and I don't diagnose you as a therapist and I don't counsel you. It is just like, what are you thinking about it? How's that thoughts making you feel? Mm. And you need that other person. I mean, we coaches, we call ourselves sounding boards Mm -hmm. um, because it's really hard to like figure your problems out just talking to yourself. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's it's a lot of times they figure it out on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, it does help that I've had eight kids. Uh, we've sure. gone through an adoption process. We've had twins. Like I said, I have a teenager. I have a little one. My youngest is one. So like I get all the things. Yeah. Um, but I'm not like, you know, there are a ton of great people that are there to teach you how to cook or tell you how to make mm-hmm. food for a big family or better ways to clean, um, how to be organized. Like it's really just mindset work. Yeah. Yeah. So Alina and I have four kids. Mm-hmm. One of them is still an infant, but, um, even with the, between the four of them, we already see, I mean, we're obviously the same parents. They've essentially all been raised in the same environment, but each one of them has such a unique personality right. as early as in Layla, our infinite, we, we see it in her already. Yeah. She's so unique, so different mm-hmm. than the other ones were at the same age. And, and so for you with eight kids, like you're getting this very intimate encounter with so many different ways of being a human being. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that that has also, you know, impacted a little bit, your understanding of, of personalities of, mm-hmm. of all of that kind of stuff. What have you found in the life coaching between the training and then your experience doing it? What, what has been kind of a, it, are there any consistent threads of struggle that you're seeing, uh, you know, with some kind of redundancy with some kind of, uh, pattern. So like what I would see clients struggle with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of moms are isolated and alone. Um, we just don't live in the same culture that we used to. Mm. It really like all of human history up until Mm -hmm. recently, if you want to look at the history and, you know, more of a, a long-term look, we're just not with aunts and Mm -hmm. uh, grandmas Mm -hmm. and, a lot of things we think we're the only ones dealing with. Um, we can't just say, hey, have you gone through this? Right. Um, and then the social media piece where you feel like everything has to be perfect and posted, that you're doing great. Like you feel awkward asking a friend mm-hmm. if she struggles. So just they feel isolated, just knowing that other moms are thinking, like we're all pretty much the same. I always get the, okay, well, I don't want to tell you this because I don't want you to think I'm crazy. And then they say something that the last person said, or Mm -hmm. they say something that I hear every single time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's that. And then just, just how the mind, um, can play tricks. 
I mean, to bring the spiritual side into it, that there's lies that come from someone and there's truth that come from someone. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, there's this lie that I'm ugly, I'm stupid, you know, my husband doesn't really love me, you know, and then a coach is able to say like, didn't he just take you out to dinner last night? Mm -hmm. Like, right, you with this like love note? And like, yeah, but it's not really true. And it's like, we just sit in the lie and then we spiral down and women are different than men. Like men are just take things like babies. They are a little more black and white and us ladies are like dissecting and like <laughs> reading into everything. <laughs> <laughs> and like just thinking it over and over and it makes it so much worse. It's so funny because half the time I'm talking to Alina, I'm like, babe, if you were just less introspective, this wouldn't matter. <laughs> you would be totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So another of the coaches there to tell you, like, just stop. Right. Just like, it's not a helpful thought. Um, yeah. It's so thoughts. easy to get triggered and then spiral. Yeah. Even, even a thought that is true. Mm -hmm. Like if your husband says something that's not the kindest or not the most positive and it's true, um, does it help to sit and think about it all day? Mm -hmm. But like, for some reason we hold on to things as women and it just, it gets bad. So yeah, I've, I guess I've seen what I've always known about women cause I'm a girl and I've heard it my whole life, but just that, yeah, we, we need help getting out of that negative thought trap, um, and that we're isolated. So those are probably mm -hmm. the two things. I think that's, that's awesome. Um, mm -hmm. that, that you're kind of able to provide through the training that you've gotten, um, and the experiences that you've had that, that you're able to provide, for the women that come to you, um, ways out of, of just being stuck in that, you know, mm -hmm. I, I refer to it as the cesspool, you know, you just, you get stuck in the cesspool and, and you need someone to kind of pull you out okay. before we get into the crisis pregnancy support.com ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's time for a little Catholic weird stuff. Mm. Catholic weird stuff. Why do they do the things that they do? Let's learn some Catholic weird stuff. It's a Today for the Catholic Weird Stuff segment, Lauren is going to share with us some stories about Padre Pio. If you don't know who Padre Pio is, he's a pretty radical dude. In fact, so radical that the modern day radical dude, Shia LaBeouf, is going to be playing this radical dude in a movie uh, as soon as someone buys the rights to the movie and, you know, pr you know, puts it out there because it's it's just, it's done. It's just sitting there somewhere. Anyways, I digress. Padre Pio, Lauren, what you got? I'm excited about the movie. Oh, you, you didn't that. know about this? I didn't know. Oh my gosh, what? There's, there's footage out there of it. Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah, so it's not hard to come up with something weird about Padre Pio. <laughs> You're not wrong it's, about that. No, it's not. <laughs> this wasn't a hard, a hard task for me today. But so among our eight kids, we've had two miscarriages. So I'm sorry. Ten, ten total. Thank you. Um, our first miscarriage was. Um, our twins uh, were just two years old, so this was seven years ago, and um, found out we were pregnant, and um, at eight weeks, I started to lose the baby. Mm. Um, it just so happened that for some reason, we decided to tell family really early on, like at six weeks, um, told extended family, told friends. We asked our good friends to be godparents. We hadn't really done that before that early. Uh, my friend Bridget, uh, who is the godmother of the baby, um, we ended up naming him after a Polish saint. So both our families are both from Poland, uh, Stanislaus. Mm. But in Poland, uh, they use the nickname Stasiu, which I think is so cute. Wow. So it's like a Stanley version of Stanislaus. Um, That's cute. So little Stasiu um, had his godmother, Bridget, contacted me when she heard that it looked like I was losing the baby. 
she said she just so happened to know someone who had Padre Pio's chalice, right? Um, what? She's that type of person, though. Like, I, anyone else I know, I'd be like, what? But she's that type of person. She's always like, oh, it, uh, so moving forward, she is also the godmother to our son, Frank, who's now six. And when Frankie was born, she came in with... Um, oils from Mother Angelica and like other blessed things. She's the only friend I have that would do this Where is she getting this stuff? She's amazing. That's why she's the <laughs> godmother. I'm just like, where's the ice? And she's like, I came with blessed oils. Oh and my she's gosh. praying over me. She's awesome. So anyway, she's like, Lauren, go and pray with pa- Padre Pio's child. So of course, I like Mark and I are like, we don't think twice about that. So we go, we, we meet up with this guy in Akron, Ohio. He gives us time to go into a chapel, take the chalice. Um, you know, we prayed, we felt peace. Um, we were still losing the baby, end up losing the baby. Um, but we just felt so much peace. We felt came from, from St. Pio. And the next day, a good friend of ours, who's also a godparent, he's godfather to our daughter, Rose, one of the twins. He is now a priest, Father Patrick Schultz. At the time he was a seminarian. Mm. So Patrick, the seminarian said, um, I got to come over um, I just have something for you guys. We're like, okay. And he knew about the baby, he knew about, he was, you know, with us there, um, praying for us and supporting us. And this is after the baby, I, this is a couple weeks later after I passed, um, the baby had passed away and he goes, you know, it's really weird, but I opened my drawer this morning and out of nowhere, there was a rosary of Padre Pio I've never seen before with the, his relic in it. Whoa. He goes, and I'm just guessing it's for you. Cause all this weird Padre Pio, like you randomly have his chalice and now there's a random rosary that I know was not in my drawer before. So wow. he brings it over and we're just like. <laughs> That's crazy. And anyways, he ended up getting the contact info with the guy who was hosting this chalice travels. And I don't know. I guess it goes everywhere. I don't know how you get it. But he ended um, Father Patrick ended up contacting the guy and able to have the chalice at his ordination mass. Or was it oh, his first wow. mass? So he had Padre Pio's mass, chalice at, his, at the mass. And he goes, you know, at the time, we weren't thinking like, you know, wouldn't it be so cool? We were just in this moment of grief and sorrow and like wanting to get this miracle. Like maybe the baby will survive. But it ended up God using it for him and to Mm. have that opportunity. So Wow. Padre Pio is crazy. He's he's so cool and he's always doing wild stuff. It's yeah. like it's like so on brand for him to just like, you know what, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do this thing that doesn't make any sense. Right. I'm just gonna leave this random rosary in this drawer that where it has no business being. Right. Um Man, there are so many stories like that. Uh, we, we, uh, so our, our studio is in Bowling Green, Ohio. And when I was in college here in Bowling Green, the university parish, the Newman Center, um, would bring in different speakers to speak to college students and stuff. And, and one year, uh, while I was there, they brought in an exorcist, and his name is Monsignor Essif. My buddy, Andrew Reinhardt, who's also the, the host of the show Physically Spiritual Here at Awaken Catholic, um, he was the campus minister at the time, and so he's, he was the one driving Monsignor Essif, you know, picked him up from the airport, driving him around, whatever. And during the time that they were in the car, Monsignor Essif was telling Andrew the importance of having a spiritual director, and, and, and Andrew was like, yeah, that makes sense, I should do... And, and Andrew, Andrew bring, takes it upon himself to be like, so who's your spiritual director? And Monsignor Essif said, Padre Pio. And Andrew was like, okay, sure. But like, who's your real spiritual director? <laughs> yeah, but come on. <laughs> and, and he's like, Padre Pio. Wow. Like literally Padre Pio visits him from heaven 
and is a spiritual director. And Monsignor Esif is the real deal. Like he's not messing around. This, he, he wouldn't say it if it wasn't right. true. Yeah, no, I've heard of him. Um, so absolutely wild. Padre Pio, such a G, such a radical guy. Yeah. Really excited for his movie. Yeah. Um, you want to, if you want any more Catholic weird stuff, there is an endless supply. If you just look up <laughs> Padre Pio, <laughs> let's talk about the crisis pregnancy support.com mm-hmm. mm-hmm. ministry right after this segue to our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by catholicmerch.store, the best place to find completely original and unique catholic merch, apparel, drinkware, um there's 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 a scrunchie there. Um there's all kinds of goodies and CatholicMerch.com is so kind as to allow all 100% of their proceeds to support the mission of Awaken Catholic. So check out CatholicMerch.store. So CrisisPregnancySupport.com. What's on the scrunchie? <laughs> what, um, so we have this uh, line of items called Uber Catholic, oh. and basically it's a bunch of different um, Catholic like imagery, different yeah. like emblems, okay. um, you know, Trinity knot, the Jerusalem cross, uh, you know, the Eucharist uh, yeah. with a chalice. Like there's, it's like this huge confetti of, of Catholic. Oh, cool. It's really cool all over print. And so mm-hmm. the, the scrunchie is the Uber Catholic scrunchie. Mm-hmm. So you're a life coach, you, yeah. you get certified, mm-hmm. you're learning all about human development in college mm-hmm. and what becomes the segue? What's the connection between yourself, all of that background, and an interest and, and a passion in supporting women in crisis pregnancies? Mm-hmm. Right. So I was um, working for, gosh, eight, nine months and coaching women one-on-one through Zoom. I've also talked to parishes, book clubs, prayer groups, um, all women, mostly moms, but all different ages. I've had young adult moms, or young adult, sorry, young adult women, young moms, older moms, grandmas that I've coached. And in July, uh, the Dobbs decision Mm. comes down and there's an overruling of Roe v. Wade. And I wasn't really thinking anything about coaching, quite honestly, until just I think that first Sunday uh, at Mass after communion, I was praying just about this Supreme Court decision. Like, what does this mean? It took a while for like me to wrap my mind around it. I remember when it happened, Mark came in. I remember I was actually in the our guest room, which I call my office. And uh, he came and told me, and it, I was just in shock, you know? And he's like, I want to cry. And my husband's just like, it's amazing. And I'm like, wow, I just can't even, I have to like, yeah. like digest this for a minute. So I'm praying um, the Sunday after that decision's made at mass after communion. And really, I just felt the Holy Spirit speak to me, say, think of all the women that have been helped through coaching, just all the tools that you teach them, all the ways that you've changed, how much it's helped you in your mental health. So like how much more could women in a crisis pregnancy support, be supported? And I thought, oh, okay, great. Why don't we coach women who are abortion vulnerable, mm-hmm. um, you know, single moms who find themselves pregnant or you know, married moms who young women, anyone, teenager find themselves pregnant. And it's unplanned. I go to my coach. I talked about her earlier, Sterling, and she said, oh my gosh, I mean, you know, I'm a Catholic coach for moms and I know a lot of other Catholic coaches. You wouldn't have a hard time finding people to volunteer because the whole world is watching us now. Mm. We said we were going to support them. Mm-hmm. Now we have a chance to support them. And what are we going to do? 
So we quickly made a team of seven life coaches. And then I collaborate through my business, which is Life Coach Mama, which is a separate, it's an LLC, um, with a licensed counselor. He's also Catholic, and his company that he started, um, Sacred Heart in Cleveland, is a counseling company. And so his practice, um, he works as a counselor, which is different than coaching. But he's been great because a lot of things I want to um, – be able to talk to him, get advice. And he's been really helpful as I've been starting my business. He's had his business for a while and he knows when something is like not for coaching, it's more for therapy. Mm. And um, he has uh, sent me to be trained to help um, engaged couples through the Prepare and Rich program. So mm. that's another th part I do with my business. I do um, Prepare and Rich for engaged couples. And so we work together. And so I said, hey, I would love to also have a counselor on this team because there are some times where you do need, you know, psychological help, not just coaching. Yeah. And so he was willing to volunteer his time. So we have him and seven uh, women who are life coaches. They're in Tennessee, Florida, Idaho, and Ohio. Um, and like I said, some of them I've never met, mm -hmm. but we just all work on Zoom. And then we offer uh, free life coaching wow. for the women. Um, we do a 12-week program on Zoom for the yeah. women that are in the crisis pregnancy. Wow. Yeah. So, so. First of all, if you are watching or listening to this and you yourself are in or have been in a crisis pregnancy, know that our hearts go out to you and like some of the hardest stuff anyone ever faces on the planet. I mean, that's, that's so difficult. Um, and there's no judgment. Um, there's, there's so much love actually, like there's so much love being offered, uh, by people like Lauren and, and the other, uh, life coaches that are a part of the organization. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's, there's really nothing to lose. Um, you know, it's free. <laughs> um, so I really want to encourage, um, whether it's you or someone, you know, uh, an invitation to check out crisis pregnancy, uh, support.com mm -hmm. because, um, it's, it's really, uh, you're not alone. Like it can, it can feel so isolating. We need people. We need support. And I just, I love even the use of that word in this, like we, th those are situations in which women need to be supported. I think there's a tendency in our society to like, look at a topic like crisis pregnancy, like abortion, and, and assume that people are so set in their ways that it's not worth engaging mm -hmm. on the question. You know, I, I remember before the Supreme Court overruled Roe versus Wade for years, um, I would be kind of mocked by, uh, people that I care about, people that, you know, are in my family or whatever for being a single issue voter. Yeah. My, 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 you know, hands on the table. All right. Um, and, uh, it to me was worth it. Like, obviously there was no perfect political party, whatever, but like until abortion was overruled, uh, Roe versus Wade was overruled. Like there was nothing else for me to concern myself with when I was voting. I would get told, uh, by people that I care about, like, it's pointless. Like this is now the norm. This is what society is doing. Move on. Mm -hmm. And the reason I'm saying this is because when a woman is in crisis, it's easy to assume it, like if she's on her way to an abortion clinic, even if she's like mm -hmm. looking at that as the option for herself, it still even then is not too late to, to change course. Um, a mutual friend of ours, Peter range, mm -hmm. um, 
I love the story of, of uh, one of the encounters he has had because nobody's spent more time at abortion clinics praying yeah. or counseling women outside of them uh, than Peter Range. And, uh, the, God bless Peter. Yeah, WWPD is what I've been saying for years. What would Peter do? And it's actually, it's helped <laughs> me be a better man. Um, but anyways, uh, Peter... There was a, a woman that was being taken into the abortion clinic by mm -hmm. some man, mm -hmm. and he basically was like, please, I will take your child. Mm -hmm. Just don't kill it. Yeah. And he was serious. Mm -hmm. And she was like, okay. So he, yeah. they, they started the process where like he and his wife, Laura, were really going to yeah. adopt this child mm -hmm. to save its life. And um, there was a point at which further into the process where they're getting an ultrasound and the woman's looking at the ultrasound and she's kind of tearing up and she says to Peter, can I keep my baby? <laughs> he's, he's just like, yes. <laughs> um, and, and so like, she was walking into the facility, you know, and so something, a resource like crisispregnancysupport.com, like if you're watching or listening to this, keep that name in your back pocket because you never know who you're going to be interacting with that might be in a crisis pregnancy mm -hmm. that you can just share this website with and it could totally change their life and save someone's life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So you, how many, you, you said that there are coaches all around the country. You said Florida, Tennessee, Ohio, you said a bunch of them. Uh, so how many, uh, coaches are there exactly? Is it eight? Seven. Seven. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if someone goes to the website, what do they find? So they find um, just the what you said, you know, if you're in a crisis, if you need help, we know we're here for you. And then there's another page of who we are. So a little bit of description of the coaches and the counselor. And then there's a page on the class, what you learn. So the six topics we do in the 12 weeks and then how they can register, which is just emailing me. And then I start sending them the Zoom links. And then um, if anyone wants to donate, there's a donate button, of course, to keep awesome. us going. Yeah. Yeah. It's very noble work you guys are doing. Super mm -hmm. important. And, and you do it for free. You were telling me that the coaches, you know, they do this out of love. It's mm -hmm. not, it's not like you guys are running home to the bank or no. running home to the bank who lives at a bank. <laughs> it's not like you guys are running to the bank laughing. You know, this is like serious stuff that, mm -hmm. um, is, is a ministry. It's, it's a, a an act of love. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, if you're out there and you want to support the work that they're doing, you know, if you're not a coach, you could support it by donating, mm -hmm. um, or spreading the word about it or both. Mm -hmm. If you are a coach, I mean, do you guys take applications from other coaches or how does that work? We do. Um, I just had a coach ask me and I, I'm bringing her on to the team. So there's probably going to be eight here soon, but really our issue is we have more helpers than people helping. Than mm. Um, we're just having a hard time finding the moms, you know, mm -hmm. where, where do we find them? And of course, crisis pregnancy centers and we've reached out to them, but like any good crisis pregnancy center, they're trying to vet us. Mm -hmm. So that takes time. Um, we are listed as a resource under students for life. So if you go to students for life, standing with you, which is also on a good website to know about standing with you, uh, their website tells you all the resources in the country. And we're on there, which is great, but we don't have boots on the ground on college campuses. You know, we're not in health centers. Um, some pregnancy centers are spreading the word about us, but there's thousands. <laughs> right. Like there's thousands of college campuses. Um, churches are spreading the word. We're, we're trying to get in the walking with women in need with the USCCB. And that's just a slow process because they have to vet it because mm -hmm. the USCCB can't put their name on something that isn't vetted. It's just taking time. It's been, you know, word of mouth, social media that we got a couple moms join our last 12 week class. We just finished our first 12 week class and we'll start again January 10th. Um, so it's really just, 
letting women know we're here for them. And that's that's the hard part. So I'm so glad you're having me on because I hope that women that need the support find out about it and see the website. And yeah, mm-hmm. people that are in the pro-life movement, if they know we exist, you know, mm-hmm. they can help too. And I, t- I tell the pregnancy centers that we're like the fourth or fifth step. Granted, anyone can come to us, you know, if they take a pregnancy test and they go on our website and they want to talk to us. But we're not in person. So we're not going to give you formula and give you diapers and Mm -hmm. we can't give you a hug. And, you know, we don't have a physical location where you can go to. So we will right away say, find your local center, you know, find your church. Mm -hmm. And we'll try to connect you with the people that really do a lot of the work and have been doing this for, what, 50 years. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're there more long term and more like after they have decided to keep the baby. Because when you think about it, we talk about stress. We talk about feeling overwhelmed. We mm-hmm. talk about pretty much what you talk about in life coaching, how to change your negative thought patterns, how to calm down, mm-hmm. how, um, how to forgive yourself, how to forgive others, those mm-hmm. who are not supporting you in your pregnancy. And women aren't necessarily going to sign on to that when they're in the moment of crisis. So it takes some time. They might need to talk to someone at a crisis pregnancy center. Um, they might need a counselor, you know, mm-hmm. at a health clinic or a pastor at a church. Uh, but eventually we're there. So we don't compete at all with pregnancy centers because we don't offer anything they offer. Mm -hmm. But I like to tell them, you don't compete with us because as far as I know, I haven't found any that offer life coaching. Mm. So we have something that they don't, Mm -hmm. that would only just help their clients. Yeah, yeah. And I have to imagine though, uh, that there are parts of the process of being a woman in a crisis pregnancy in the, 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 the midst of the discernment of how to respond to the dilemma. I have to imagine that there are elements of that part of the journey that will benefit from coaching because like when you're wrestling, what the things that you're grappling with are thought patterns are, you know, you're, you're grappling with uh, a tendency towards shame that may be programmed in you from childhood or, or from whatever. Um, you're, you're afraid of, of what the people around you are going to think. You're afraid of not being able to support yourself. And, you know, I could just, I could see how spiraling into these things. I I don't know. I feel like coaching would benefit that part of the process personally. Maybe I misunderstand the situation, but. No, not at all. It's just, um, like, is it realistic that they're going to go for that? You know, if, if they're like, I don't know if I'm going to keep this baby, I'm not necessarily going to say, do you want to join my class and talk about self-confidence? But I, um, you know, it has been offered to me to train people, volunteers that work in Christ Spring Centers with coaching tools. And Mm. I would love to do that. But again, it's hard to make those connections because it's not like there's one organization that is connected to all the thousands. They're all their own little island. And so it's like, it takes a lot of time to email and call and Mm. get to know people. And, you know, I'm in Ohio. I can't meet with everyone in all the other states. So, um, it's just, it's, it's, it's taking a lot of time and we want to figure out a way to get to the women sooner. But yeah, you're right. I mean, if I could train them to use the coaching techniques for sure, the thoughts are, I'm all alone. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. Um, which are the same thoughts that my clients have sure. in their like, not crisis life. Yeah. It's part of the human condition. <laughs> yeah. Um, this isn't going to work out well, mm-hmm. right? Maybe I should just abort. You know, my mom doesn't support me. My dad doesn't support me. The boyfriend doesn't support me. So I'm not supported. Right. And so a coach comes in there and says, really, what about this group? What about Mm -hmm. me? What about, you know, this friend? Um, And that's what a coach does. A coach looks for ways that your thoughts are not true and your thoughts are not helpful. Um, Yeah, I can't do this. Oh, yeah. Women have had babies since the beginning Mm -hmm. of time. Like you can do it. I mean, there's a way to approach it Mm -hmm. because they're in a crisis. You wouldn't maybe talk to them. You would talk to a woman who is not in a crisis. But 
the thought like I'm pregnant and this is horrible is also just a thought. Is that true? Like a woman who's been trying to get pregnant for 10 years, I'm pregnant is the best thought. Right. And mm -hmm. so it's, how are you looking at the pregnancy? Mm. Um, yeah, but it, but the world is still getting used to the idea of life coaching. It's a new field. And mm -hmm. so it takes educating people. Yeah. And there are so many people out there on online you know, buy this product, buy that product from me. Yeah, like a magic pill. Yeah. Well, there's this idea, like if you think it, I don't know what it's called, but if you think it, it happens. The manifestation, the, manifestation. the law of attraction. And yeah. so, I mean, I think neuroscientists, if we just take religion out of it, have proved that if you think something, right, you're going to feel a certain way and then you're going to act a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy Yeah. where you're not manifesting it. There's an inherent truth to it, but yeah. that truth is not that you are some celestial God that, you know, yeah. controls the universe with your thoughts. Right. Yeah. Right. So it, it needs to be corrected, but don't many things. So I Certainly. try not to yes. down on that. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, once people see we're connected to faith, like we're, we're mm -hmm. faith-based and we're all involved in our faith, that usually helps mm -hmm. that we're not going to do any weird stuff with the women or say anything that they wouldn't agree with. Um, so yeah, I think um, pregnancy centers are our are, are best bet at this point, trying to help those yeah. moms. Yeah. And they're facing their own battles on such a, like here in, in Bowling Green, there was this recent thing and I need to follow up to, to see how it went at the town hall. Uh, Cause I was out of town when it happened, but mm. um, there was this law that was being pushed uh, mm. in our city where any, organizations or uh, service providers that addressed the issue of pregnancy, so pregnancy centers, had, w w if the law passed, would have to offer abortion as uh, a recommended option or something like that. Um, I, I don't remember what the exact language was, but, no. but what that would do to our pregnancy center here in Bowling Green, um, disaster, mm. disaster. Mm -hmm. uh, so... I need to follow up to see how that turned out, but it was, I mean, there were so many people up in arms about this rightfully. I mean, mm -hmm. such a, such a blatant affront to our freedom, mm -hmm. uh, freedom of speech, freedom of like literally being coerced by this law to offer something against their will. Mm -hmm. Right. Like mm -hmm. insane. I think whatever we can do to support the work they're doing, the work that you're doing, I think is, is hugely important. Mm -hmm. Um, literally human lives mm -hmm. are at stake. And it's mm -hmm. not just the baby, it's the mom. It's, mm -hmm. it, these are people that need support. So mm -hmm. thank you for the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I, I love, uh, hugely passionate for, you know, the, the theme, you know, the, the pro-life stuff, um, and uh, major advocate for anything in that vein. And I love the stuff that you have going on. So really great stuff. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Lauren Laboda from uh, crisispregnancysupport.com. I have been Nick, and this episode has the perfect segue into our sponsor, catholicmerch.store. Thank you for sponsoring this episode of The Awakened Catholic Show. Uh, catholicmerch.store is your one-stop shop to get the coolest completely original Catholic merch. Uh, really, every design is completely unique. You won't find it anywhere else. And also thank you, catholicmerch.store, for all of your proceeds supporting Awaken Catholics Ministries. Catholicmerch.store to look as holy as you are on the inside. I have been Nick. This has been The Awaken Catholic Show. And before you go, I just need you to know that Jesus loves you. Peace.